We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MBP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is March 23rd, 2020. And if you are listening or watching, you are listening or watching to the Marlton Brothers podcast. Marvin, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing just peachy, considering that I have been here in social distancing for week number two due to the COVID-19 epidemic. Social distancing. So tell me exactly. So have you been home these last week and a half, two weeks? Have you been able to leave the house any? What have you been doing for social distancing lately? I mean, I've been home. I only had to go into the office just for post-ops, but we're, you know, bringing that down to about one time a week. And uh, outside of that, you know, I had to cancel all my meetings, had to cancel all the different functions that I had going on and, you know, just trying to stay put so I can do my part to make an end to the coronavirus. But, you know, um, trying to stay positive course uh, while at home but you know i can definitely see how people can get restless because you know you want to be able to you want to be able to be out and about um doing things out in the open but now that we're trying to social distance as much as we can uh, tend not to do more of the outings with groups of people that we used to do before so you know Wow, so I didn't know that you pretty much didn't have any work, and I guess, what rotation are you on right now? Are you on like an elective surgery rotation right now, or are they considering any podiatry stuff electives stuff for well, the hospital? right now I'm on my, uh, my director's private practice rotation, and with this particular rotation, we typically, you know, see patients, you know, five times a week, five days a week, and because of this uh, COVID-19, you know, CDC recommendation is to you know just cut down your exposure to patients uh, especially if they are not in um, dire need so a lot of the things that I did were elective stuff um, patients coming in to see the, the podiatrist for X Y and Z but since it's not life-threatening um, we just we cut back and if there are any acute trauma cases and whatnot uh, of course we'll still do that that you know namely ankle fractures you know that sort of thing um but if it's an elective case something that's been planned like bunion deformities hammer toe deformities and stuff like that that we need to treat surgically you know those have just been canceled so my particular hospital no longer does elective cases we are just doing emergencies and with my particular rotation in my residency right now a lot of the things that we do are non-emergent therefore we're just cutting back on our exposure and our ability to expose others as well 
Man, so I mean, I guess a little bit about what's going on with me. You know, I currently work again at a hospital. So for me, all employees at the hospital are at this point considered, you know, essential employees. Now, I do know that some of the elective cases that we have at the hospital, they are pretty much done. So the only cases that we have going on are going to be your emerging cases. With that being said, in the pharmacy department, you know, we touch all areas of a lot of areas in patient care. So because medication distribution is very important, you know, all the pharmacy employees are still currently employed. All the pharmacy employees still currently go to work. We have not decreased the hours of the pharmacy in the hospital because in the pharmacy department, we're 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So for the pharmacy employees, we're still running and juggling as we always do. It's just maybe certain areas of the hospitals are more busier than other areas of the hospital. Have you, well, I guess you're not at the hospital. So I know for us, you know, because of the Broward County was issued essentially the same thing that Philadelphia was issued, I believe, with, you know, all non-essential work should be done and only essential work should be done and i think we're also starting to see this with the patients that are in the hospital so it sounds like a lot of the education that's been out in the community is hey go to the hospital if you're sick if you're not sick don't go to the hospital don't go to urgent cares and we've actually started to see a decrease in the amount of patients that we're seeing because a lot of patients know that if they go to the hospital and they're rule out patients then they they may have to be seen and the hospital has to triage them, ruling them out while they're in the hospital unless they have serious signs and symptoms. So we started to see some of that at the hospital, but I know pretty soon, I think the peak is going to start sooner rather than later just from seeing everything that we see on TV. So very interesting. So what have you been doing lately since you have been social distancing and you've been spending time at home? What are some of the things that you're doing to try to make up the time because you're a resident that is used to working 40, 50 hours a week. And it sounds like that's been cut to maybe five or six hours a week now. Yeah. So I do some online modules that I can do with, um, you know, just studying that sort of thing. Um, we typically have weekly meetings, but now we're converting to digital meetings. So we're mm -hmm. doing that as well. Um, as you guys know, I am in the process of acquiring or purchasing a practice. And so I still have meetings with the bank, make sure that I am getting all my T's crossed, my I's dotted when it comes to information that they need for my end uh, to see if this is a, a good fit on both ends. And then I'm also, you know, trying to catch up with exercising. That's another thing that I've been doing. Um, I got my exercise bike and then um, I also go on, you know, jogs every now and then as well. And there's also cleaning in the house that you mm -hmm. got to do to catch up on as well. And then, you know, sometimes uh, tune in on um, interesting shows on, on television. But, but really, it's just one of those things. Oh, just the other day I, I grilled, uh, went on the patio, grilled some dinner for uh, nice. everyone in the house as well. Nice. So that was pretty cool, too. But, you know, I, I definitely want to be out there um, when I get back to what I typically do on a normal day-to-day -day basis. So, really, the, the, the question mark is how long will this be? I'm not saying that 
everything is horrible and bad. No, by all mm-hmm. means, no. It's just you want to be able to plan ahead of time yeah. what's going to happen. And so if you don't know that we – I don't know if we're going to be in this type of situation for another two weeks or is it going to be – you know, another four weeks, eight weeks, you know, what's going on? So it's one of those things where it's just the uncertainty is annoying. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually thinking about you, too, because I know right now a lot of these standardized tests, at least for students who are in grade school and who are in high school, they're suspending a lot of these standardized tests just because there's just not enough time. So I was actually thinking about you because I know you've done a couple of boards, you've got one more set of boards to go, but with all this social distancing, not essential work, you know, have they had the program talk to you about or the board talk to you about what could happen with some of these potential exams or we're just not at that point yet? That's a very good question. I have some friends in different um, specialties, um, namely like family medicine, for example. And and this particular individual um, already signed up for boards and everything, and the boards got canceled. Granted, the boards are for him yeah. scheduled in May, yeah. and so they've already like the testing center, the Pometric testing center, canceled his particular boards. Now. My boards are also my other my my next set of boards are also in May, which I've already yeah. paid for in full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't hear any information yet, so it's one of those things where I don't even know if the that exam is going to be taking place, and what are the ramifications of that? Is it going right. to be something where you just have to push everything back a couple of months? Mm-hmm. But with my profession, um, you need to have passed your boards in order to get access to certain insurance companies to allow you to see patients. So this can have financial uh, ramifications as well. I have my full license. Yeah, I have my full license to practice. But guess what? Unless everyone is paying in cash, um, most people have insurance. Therefore, if they have a certain insurance that you can't take just yet, that means you will not get paid. And so that's the bigger picture where I kind of need to have passed certain boards so I can get access to insurance companies so that I can start getting paid for my services. Yeah, and it's, it's well, I was going to say two months, but it's less than two months away. And I guess the only thing to think about is, are these boards scheduled for a particular time of the year? Or is it one of those things where you just pick a date and then you can do it? It's one of those things where it's scheduled for certain times of the year. Got you. So you can't even say, hey, you know, just to be safe, let me schedule mine in April just because if I have it in May, you know, they may not have it in May, but maybe I'll have it in April. It's everybody that's in podiatry who's taking this board takes it this point or they have to take it, I guess, in six or seven months and it's what, two or three times a year or something like that. Yeah, pretty right, much. Man. Well, we'll definitely have to stay tuned and see what's going on with that, man. Well, with that being said, we got a couple of articles that we wanted to share with the MVP crew. Marvin, why don't we let you go first with the article that you chose to read, and let's discuss. Cool. So my article is from USA Today, uh, the sports portion, and it's entitled, The IOC member says 2020 Tokyo Olympics will be postponed because of coronavirus pandemic. And this is by Christine Brennan. Veteran International Olympic Committee member Dick Pound 
told USA Today Sports on Monday afternoon that the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games are going to be postponed amid the coronavirus pandemic. On the basis of the information the IOC has, postponement has been decided, Pound said in a phone interview. The parameters going forward have not been determined, but the games are not going to start on July 24th. That much I know. Pound, a Canadian who has been one of the most influential members of the IOC for decades, said the games will likely be moved to 2021 with the details to be worked out in the next four weeks. He said he expects the IOC to announce its next steps soon. It will come in stages, said Pound, 78, the longest serving IOC member. We will postpone this and begin to deal with all the ramifications of this, which are immense. Neither the IOC nor the Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee had announced the decision to postpone as of Monday afternoon. Ooh. That is crazy because, you know, from, you know, all throughout the years, you always expect, you know, the, the, the Olympics to come in the, the summertime of, you know, each four years. And so by delaying this would be something that is out of the ordinary. When informed of Pound's comments and asked for an IOC response, spokesperson Mark Adams said, it is the right of every IOC member to interpret the decision of the IOC executive board, which was announced Sunday. In that announcement Sunday, IOC President Thomas Bach indicated for the first time that postponing the Tokyo Games would be a possibility. In a letter to the athlete community, he wrote that the IOC would begin exploring alternative ways to stage the Games, including postponement, and plan to reach a decision within the next four weeks. He emphasized that the IOC has ruled out canceling the games, a stance that was reiterated by key Japanese officials, including Prime Minister Shinzo Abe on Monday. Representatives of the Tokyo 2020 Organizing Committee did not immediately reply to an email from USA Today Sports seeking a response to Pound's comments. The Olympics would be the latest and by far most significant sporting event to date to to fall victim to the coronavirus, which was first identified in Wuhan, China in December. Also known as COVID-19, the disease rapidly spread throughout China and across the world in subsequent months, infecting hundreds of thousands of people and causing major disruptions to daily life in numerous countries. The spread of the coronavirus also has interrupted Olympic qualification procedures and severely affected training regimens, prompting athletes and sports governing bodies around the world to call for the game's postponement. I would have real moral objections if the situation was the same as it were today to competing. Swimmer and five-time Olympic gold medalist Nathan Adrian told USA Today Sports on Friday, pressure mounted over the weekend as World Athletics, the international federation that oversees track and field, publicly called for the games to be postponed. The Canadian Olympic and Paralympic committees then took matters to another level Sunday night by announcing they will not send a delegation of athletes to the Tokyo Games unless they were postponed. Within the next 12 hours, Australia's Olympic Committee released a similar but more ambiguous statement explaining that its executive board had agreed that an Australian team could not be assembled in the changing circumstances at home and abroad. And the German Olympic Committee joined its counterparts in Brazil and Norway among other countries, in publicly 
urging the IOC to postpone the games. The decision to postpone when finalized and announced by the IOC will mark a significant milestone. It would the first time it would be the first time the Olympics have been suspended, though the games have been canceled in times of war. The 1916 Summer Games were canceled because of World War I, as were the Summer and Winter Games in 1940 and 1944 because of World War II. Boycotts also caused serious complications for the Games in 1976, 1980, and in 1984, but in each case, the event itself went on as scheduled. I've had so many calls with athletes who have been in tears trying to train for their ultimate dream, but not wanting to jeopardize their health. American hurdler Lolo Jones wrote on Twitter after Pound's comments, this was the right thing to do. May the world heal. So when I was reading that, I just had to pause and I was just like, oh my goodness, uh, this is actually happening. Like the fact that they're postponing the games to uh, potentially 2021. And as we read throughout that article, there were times where um, they had to cancel the games outright, but we're talking about times of war. So this is the first time that I can understand in which the games were canceled because of um, a circumstance outside of war. And that just tells you the, the gravity, how immense, how detrimental this virus can be if unchecked. And, you know, they are stepping up. They're doing their part to also be leaders in the field to showcase the importance of, you know, taking care of oneself and others because, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, it's the real deal. You know, we don't want to belabor and make things worse. So we all have to do our part to make sure that we can do whatever we can for the uh, the betterment of everyone. I remember, and yeah, this is huge. This is big. And the first thing that I remembered when reading this article was, you remember back in 2016, so 2016 is when the Olympics, I believe, was in Brazil. And I remember what was going on then was the whole Zika virus thing. And everybody was very concerned about Zika virus, about the mosquitoes. And I was thinking around that time, are they even going to have the Olympics? Because, again, it's mosquitoes. It's the summertime. It's South America. You know, mosquitoes live in these environments. And I know when I was thinking when I when we were going through that, you know, are they going to have the Olympics? But they ended up having the Olympics. I think what ended up happening is, you know, they just did everything that they could to treat the area so that there wasn't any risks of the the mosquitoes so that nobody would get the Zika virus because that was the main mode of transition of transmission through that. But this coronavirus is so different than the Zika virus because Zika virus, of course, was being transmitted through the mosquitoes. And as long as you're able to control the mosquitoes, you can. And you've got repellents, you've got nets, and you can do things to prevent mosquitoes from coming in. But with the coronavirus, it's just the mode of transition is transmission is different. And yes, everybody should be practicing proper hand hygiene. But in addition to hand hygiene, what is the other thing that we always tell people when it comes to what can we do with preventing the spread of this disease and we even talked about it today it's social distancing and when you have the olympic games happening in japan you have everybody all over the world literally coming to one area and then from that one area they all go everywhere else in the world that right there is 
like the textbook definition of how pandemics or how how infections and diseases can spread. And I'm sure that this is the number one thing that everybody is thinking when it comes to the Olympics because the Olympics are the sporting event that is probably the most world-renowned popular event. It happens once every four years. You have people who can say that they are the best in this and all the different sports that are being represented that is the mecca when it comes to all sports so i'm sure this is the big elephant in the room that people are discussing because like we saw in the article nothing beats the olympics so the fact that they're thinking about this just lets you know how big of a pandemic the coronavirus is and Again, it happens once every four years, and you just think athletes all over the world who are competing, and when you have athletes who they eat, sleep, they train for competing, and you've got athletes who are saying, you know what, I love sports, but this is probably the only thing that would prevent me from doing this sport, that's how you know. You've got athletes who are pretty much taking a stand. You've got governments who are saying, hey, no, we don't want this to happen. So that literally is probably the only thing other than wars that would affect the Olympics from happening. And it sounds like it actually is happening. Now, they haven't made an official, it hasn't been officially postponed, but this is rumored, or not rumors, but they're they're discussing that this is something that may end up happening. And there isn't an exact date of when the Olympics will be postponed to. I know there are a lot of individuals who are forecasting that it'll be done till 2021. But it's one of those things where it's if the Olympics are in July and we are in March, the article came up with another good point is training has to happen. How can you train if you're doing social distancing and a lot of times training, you can train one-on-one against yourself, but a lot of these sports are team sports. You've got some sports that are individual, but the team sports, you can't do that. So, you know, is it one of those things where you do the Olympics and you have some of the sports that are played and other sports that aren't? So it's just, it's a lot to think about. But I do know this, like, summertime again is usually the time of the year where, for me, I don't really watch the summer sports. So it's usually a nice break, and you get to see all these different sports, and there's always something on every night, you know, the gymnastics, the swimming, the basketball, and it's one of those things where I am going to miss watching that stuff during the summer if it is, in fact, postponed until after the summer. So, but you got to think about the health. Definitely. You got to look at the overall well-being for everyone. Man, so that that was that. So we'll we'll have to continue to monitor whether or not this is actually going to happen, and we'll have to figure out when it is. But we'll definitely let the MVP crew know what's going on for them. So let's talk a little bit of my article. So my article is an article that is written in Fox News by Madeline Farber, and this is an article that I want to read because again we are talking a lot about the coronavirus, and it is something that's hot and trending. But there are lots of things that people say about the coronavirus and i wanted to use this as an opportunity to talk about some of the myths versus some of the facts that we're finding out with the coronavirus so the name of this article is coronavirus myths versus fact popular theories on the novel virus debunked 
So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about the myths and then we'll say if they're false or not and we'll say what actually happens. And, you know, again, I want to preface this because, again, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 is very fearful and there are a lot of anecdotal remedies that may not be proven by science. So the purpose of this is just to let the world know, hey, these are some of the things that people are saying and just so that you guys hear it what the actual facts are, and these are facts that have been debunked by the World Health Organization. So I'm hoping that this information will provide some education to those who may have heard some of these rumors because, you know, I just remember from two or three weeks ago, people talking about, hey, the the entire world is going to be on martial law and and everything's going to be closed forever. And, and there's lots of things that, and you don't know what's real and what's not real. So hopefully reading some of these myths versus facts will help you guys out. So number one, myth number one, taking a hot bath will prevent me from getting the novel coronavirus. So this is false. While a hot bath may be a way to relax and ease stress related to the pandemic, it will not protect you from contracting the novel virus itself. Taking the hot bath, you know, your your normal body temperature is going to stick within 97 to 98 degrees no matter how hot the water is because you know, as warm-bodied individuals, we're we're warm-blooded, so our natural body temperature is going to maintain within the same within a couple of degrees. So, please, 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 don't try to take showers or hot baths with hot hot water because you may actually get burned, and getting burned could be more more harmful than the than the the thoughts that people may think that it may actually help you. And again, the best way, and we've talked about it already for the last two three podcasts, is best way to protect yourself from COVID-19 is going to be frequently cleaning and washing your hands. So let's talk about myth number two. I can get the coronavirus if a mosquito bites me. So this is not true. As the World Health Organization states, to date there has been no information nor evidence to suggest that the new coronavirus could be transmitted by mosquitoes. The new coronavirus is a respiratory virus which spreads primarily through droplets generated when an infected person coughs or sneezes or through droplets of saliva or discharge from the nose it adds. So again, that's why we always tell people with the coronavirus, make sure you wash your hands, make sure you don't touch your eyes, your mouth with your hands, especially if you haven't washed your hands. And also with when it comes to actual contact of what we call fomites, which is going to be, you know, any of the tables and chairs, anything that the virus can live on, you want to make sure that you clean that down with, you know, at least 65 to 70%, you know, strength of the alcohol or using any of your common cleaning products. All right, next myth. Using a hand dryer will kill the virus. Yet another falsity, as it is a similar myth that claims that hair dryers can do the same. Washing your hands with warm water and soap will help protect you from the virus, as will causing as will using alcohol-based hand sanitizer if soap and water are not available. Once your hands are clean, you should dry them using paper towels or a warm air dryer. All right, so another myth that I want to talk about is going to be this. Spraying alcohol and or chlorine on my body will protect me from the virus. This is definitely false. Spraying these products on your body will not protect you from the virus. Spraying alcohol or chlorine all over your body will not kill viruses that have already entered your body. Spraying such substances can be harmful to clothes or mucous membranes. So an example of this would be your eyes or your mouth, warns the World Health Organization. Be aware that both alcohol and chlorine can be useful to disinfect surfaces, but they would need to be used under the appropriate recommendations. So again, if this is inanimate objects, 
you know, it's been said that the the virus can live, you know, a certain amount of time when it's touching an object. If it's on an object, then wipe it down and cleaning out will help out when it comes to killing the virus. But once the virus is inside of your body, the virus is already replicating and there's nothing that you can do or alcohol and, and hand sanitizer can't do anything about that. So as panicked Americans wipe store shelves clean of hand sanitizer in an effort to stave off the novel coronavirus, others have been screwing their pantries for ingredients to make the concoction of their own. But those efforts can land you in a medical emergency unrelated to COVID-19 should you mix the wrong chemicals together. So again, you know, try to stick with the commercially available products and again, on objects, not on people. All right, we got another myth. Rinsing my nose with saline will protect me against the virus. Though rinsing your nose with saline solution may help recovery from a common cold, doing so will not protect you from the novel virus. There is no evidence that regularly rinsing the nose with saline has protected people from infection with the new coronavirus, states the World Health Organization. There is some limited evidence that regularly rinsing the nose with saline can help people recover more quickly from the common cold. However, regularly rinsing the nose has not been shown to prevent respiratory infections. All right. Two more myths. One of them is eating garlic will help protect me against the coronavirus. So this is false. Garlic is indeed a healthy food as it contains antioxidants and can help improve cholesterol levels. But unfortunately, consuming this food will not protect you from being infected with the virus. There is no evidence from the current outbreak that eating garlic has protected people from the new coronavirus. And finally, essential oils will protect me from getting COVID-19. There is no evidence of this. In fact, the Food and Drug Administration recently sent a letter to an essential oil company urging them to stop saying their products protect against COVID-19. So those are some of the myths that people have may have heard around about the coronavirus. And I wanted to make sure that we were able to set the world straight with regards to what is a myth and what are the actual facts when it comes to that. And there's probably going to be lots more of these that are circulating. So it's one of those things where if I come see some more, we'll definitely talk about it during the MVP. But again, the biggest thing that we can do, and I can't stress this enough, is wash your hands with soap and water. Do that for at least 20 seconds. And if you do not have access to soap and water regularly and there is hand sanitizer, making sure that you're wiping your hands with the hand sanitizer and letting it dry before you are able to do other things will help out with that as well. What are some of your thoughts on some of those myths versus legends? I think... um things that you're saying definitely are a lot of things that are coming about from social media and people are thinking about different things and you just don't know what's right what's wrong and you know like one of the myths that circulated within my own you know feed is the concept of using a a hair dryer to help um you know kill off the coronavirus because of the hot temperatures and you know it's one of those things where if you get enough people to say something, then you may believe that it's actually true. And so this is where things can get very difficult and hard to combat because I think inherently people want to know the truth, right? And I think people ultimately want to know you know, suggestions and hints to help them survive the, these tough times. But it gets difficult because at some point, sometimes you don't know what's right and you don't know 
what uh, people might be trying to trick you with. And so I like how you summed it up and you keep on going back to the general things that they continue to tell us. And it's been documented, it's been proven, the best way to help yourself prevent yourself from getting the coronavirus, you know, washing your hands properly with soap and water. If you don't have access to water, you know, using the hand sanitizer, very important. Um, little things like making sure that you try not to touch your face, you know, and the social distancing is very, very, very important. So these are the things that if you can go back to the basics, I think it will really increase your chances of not getting the virus. And something that we also need to do is just to make sure that our sources are valid, right? And if we don't know how to do that, something that you can always get back to is, you know, the CDC as well as the World Health Organization. Those are two um, sources that I believe you can truly put your trust in. They will give you good information and not stuff that's just made up. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, so there are some treatments that are, are being looked at. And again, a lot of these treatments are currently being used off-label. And there's there's been lots of information that has been talked about throughout the media because some of the, the things that President Trump talked about with regards to some potential exciting treatments. Now, you know, the two medications that, that people are starting to talk about a little bit more are going to be uh, medications that are used for treating malaria. And the two medications that are commonly discussed are going to be chloroquine as well as hydroxychloroquine. And one of the things, again, we, we won't really go into much details about how the drugs work and what they do. But with these two medications, essentially these medications are used you know, for the most part in, in assisting in malaria treatments. And the the big thing that we want to make sure that we're telling people is, you know, let's make sure that you're having this advice under the preface of having a physician, making sure that the physician is going to be prescribing it. But again, the, the there's a lot of research that's going on. And again, the research, this is a new treatment, and we need just to make sure that we let the researchers do their things. Yes, there may be some promise. There are some, they're not very strong clinical trials that are out there. These are a lot of anecdotal data, and, you know, maybe there's, there's a couple of people who have tried it, and nothing, no randomized controlled trial placebo versus active comparators or anything like that. So I just want to make sure that we, I don't want to say pump the brakes and I'm not, I don't want to be pessimistic about it, but these are some things that may be taking a look at. The reason why I want to make sure that we're stressing that you need to see your physician for some of this stuff is because if you don't take these medications the right way, I know people are saying that these are very benign drugs and these medications have been out forever. Any medication, anything in general, whether it's a medication or not, any too much of anything is not a good thing. It can be a bad thing. And I've already seen stories about people who have heard about using, you know, chloroquine and they'll take it and they'll ingest it. And all of a sudden then, you know, they may have some sort of toxicity because of that. And then 
you know, there's another medication called azithromycin, which is an antibiotic that's used from a lot of other stuff too. These are things that now people are starting to take it because of what they heard. So again, the biggest thing is make sure that you listen to your physician. These aren't going to necessarily be medications that will eradicate stuff. We just have to see what the data says. And based off of the data says, says you know, hopefully it does help. But those are some things that I did want to talk about since we did talk about some of the myths of what can cure from coronavirus, you know, these are maybe medications that can help. And based on the trials, we'll learn more about that. So I did want to make sure as a pharmacist, I wanted to add my two cents in when it came to that, because I know a lot of people are talking about that. Yeah, man, that's also an awesome reason why you're on this show. <laughs> Dropping that knowledge. Okay, I see you, man. I see you. All right, man. Well, it's about 8 p.m. and it's almost that time before Ophelia needs to go to sleep. So I got to go down and put her down. But why don't we end the podcast with discussing some tips that we want to leave the rest of our MVP crew with? So yeah, for sure. For sure. I guess I can start off um, since I did the first article today. And, you know, as a testament to showcase how important this is, the 2020 Olympic Committee is thinking about canceling the 2020 Games. This is extremely important. This is something that does not happen on a normal basis. In fact, the last time, the last couple times that Games were canceled were for extremely important reasons, such as World War II, you know? So please heed the word that the healthcare personnel are giving us which is social distancing and take this coronavirus pandemic seriously. All right. Thank you very much for that. And then number two, you know, there are lots of information that is being spread with regards to the coronavirus. And the thing that I want to make sure that I'm stressing with the MVP crew is that make sure that whatever you hear, don't automatically assume that this information is true. You know, I think it's very important for individuals to do research and to fact check before, one, believing the information, two, spreading that information out. And because sometimes this information can be, can be more harmful than helpful. Now, again, with any information that you have, you know, the biggest thing, especially since everybody's stressed out, is try to vet your sources, do your research and just be educated on the proper things. And if you don't have that information, then try to find somebody who may have access to that information because that's one of the most important things that you got to do, especially during this time of mass stress going on without the world, is to make sure you vet your sources, make sure you go to credible sources. Don't just Google stuff on the Internet. Make sure that the sources that you have are credible sources. So what are some examples of this? You know, the CDC is probably going to be one of the most credible sources that you have because the coronavirus is a type of, you know, virus and the Centers for Disease Control, that's what they do. They take a look at pandemics, they take a look at diseases, they study it and they give the best information. So the CDC is probably going to be your number one source when it comes to any thing when it comes to coronavirus so use that as your number one resource and i think you guys will be okay well said well said what do we got going on for the rest of the week marvin 
Well, I'm just going to continue to tune in to the World Health Organization, the CDC, to see if there's any new recommendations that are coming out. Otherwise, I'm going to be staying at home, doing my social distancing, uh, trying to keep up with studies and trying to catch up on things that I have you know, put to the side. So all in all, I'm doing my part. There you go. And for me, I don't know, MVP crew, you've noticed, but, you know, there is a, a different location where I'm doing the podcast. So this is going to be the new home of where my podcast studio is. I'm doing it in the man cave. So I got to give props to the wifey for giving me a chance to have the studio in the man cave versus downstairs. So I'm hoping that you guys will get used to this new look because this is where the studio is for the Marshall Brothers podcast. So that's a little plug there and number two for us again it's the same old same old stuff so i mean for me work is work is definitely picking up we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to best serve our patients and got to make sure we fit some family time in as well i'm very fortunate that my wife is able to work from home so she's able to do a lot of social distancing when it comes to that and you know the the marshland household we are a unit and we're trying to do the best that we can with social distancing. So a lot of stuff that we've been doing lately has been around the house. So the pool has opened a little earlier than normal. It is definitely cold, but, you know, Ophelia loves it because, you know, she's not able to do her swim classes anymore. And her dance classes has been done. So guess what? We're bringing dance to Ophelia and we're doing that in the Marcelin household too. So whatever we can do to do some social distancing. And we're also doing a lot more movie nights like, oh, one recommendation for you guys, if you guys want to watch a movie that, you know, may be somewhat similar to what's going on now, you know, definitely check out Contagion. Contagion is a movie that you guys should check out. It's interesting. It's a movie that was out in 2011, but it's interesting to see how relevant the movie still is nowadays. So if you are trying to do some social distancing and you're trying to find some stuff that, you know, you can watch and do while you're at home, then I would recommend you guys check out Contagion and we can talk about it later. All righty. I'm going to try to check it out. Contagion it is. All right. So everybody stay safe. Again, we're going to get through this one day at a time. Just be smart. Wash your hands. Social distancing. And just stay positive because we will get through this. So, Marvin, thank you again for doing your part. I will do my part. We'll all do our parts. And we'll definitely have to keep in touch and see what's going on next week. All right. So, that being said, I got to go put affiliate to bed. So, Marvin, send us home and tell us where you can find us before we go. Once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Marvin. He is Harry. We were Marston Brothers Podcast. Check us out on wherever you can find social media, wherever you can find um, uh, YouTube, SoundStitch, SoundCloud, iTunes. We're there. Or you can email us at Brothers at gmail.com. Fantastic. It's been a good one. I'm out. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life. What are you doing? Do a 
microphone. Are you talking to the microphone? Yeah. Are you making noise? Yeah. How old are you? Two. Two. Yeah, I two. Okay. <laughs> what else are you doing? I do a three. You're three? Ten, eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Four? Yeah, four. And five? Okay. Okay. Six. Very good. You gonna play with, play with grandma? No, I play Eli. Okay. Eli sleeping. Are you gonna take a nap? No. Okay. I wanna go on a cruise. What do you wanna do? I'm gonna go on a cruise. When are you going on a cruise? I'm gonna go on a cruise. Maybe another time. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna press Ready? stop. We're ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm pressing the stop. Sink. Why are you picking your nose? See? You're picking your boogers. I got this. Okay. I think we've got enough video, right? Yeah. We got enough recording? Yeah. Are we going to pay you royalties? Yeah. Okay. Anything else do you want to say? Yeah. What else do you want to say? <laughs> My teeth. Your teeth? What color are your teeth? What's that? What's what? What's that? That's, I don't know. You tell me. What's that? Okay. All right, Philia.